Hannah O'Connell here and you're listening to the District Conversation Podcast. On this episode, we have Jenny Ryan from Body and Soul. Well, welcome to District Conversation. Thank you. <laughs> um, so I suppose we want to go right back. We want to get to know everything about Body and Soul. <laughs> Let's, and Jenny, and I you. cast my mind back. <laughs> can you do it? I can. Um, so look, tell us a bit about your background. Where, what did you, how to start off? Uh, my background is, well, my proper job. Yeah, <laughs> adult job. Uh, my adult job. Uh, I was an art director for 15 or so years. Um, lived in London for many, many years. And yeah, that was my day job. Uh, all the while, I have said this before, my day job really kept me in shoes and records. Um, music has just been one of those vocations I keep going back to. I, I was either immersed within the dance scene as a, com- as a consumer mm. <laughs> um, and then I, I guess once I kind of fell out of that, the other side of it, I began to look for ways to access uh, music um, through other mediums. Radio was actually a big, um, a really big thing for me. Um, all of this has actually just been to try and get a job in radio. <laughs> a 10 year interview. <laughs> um, so in London, I started doing hospital radio, uh, presenting a hospital radio show um, in the hospital, yeah, uh, in the hospital, obviously. Um, and pirate radio uh, and just yeah accessing music on a kind of from the opposite side um, I came back to Ireland oh, I don't know how many years ago now and uh, began working on Jazz FM which was a pirate station at the time um, hopped into Carbon Records because I was buying so many records in there I was like I need to get in behind the counter <laughs> and basically swap time for, for records almost um, and around that time, uh, then, yeah, I was doing a kind of sort of involved with club nights and just kind of on the scene, on but the not, yeah, you know, not in the scene, but, you know, interested in it. Um, and friends of mine began uh, discussing with me whether I'd manage a band. I didn't know how to manage a band. I had a clue, but I was kind of helping people out. Um, Arvel Stanley, we uh, went to school together. And she was doing a healing area at the Big Chill in, in England mm-hmm. and was approached by Electric Picnic to come back to Ireland and set up a healing area at Electric Picnic. So she did that year one and then year two, knowing me and we swapped music as kids. I forced her to listen to Kate Bush <laughs> when we were 11. Um, kind of went like, you're always listening to music and doing stuff. Do you want to bring down some bands to a stage? And here we are. That's <laughs> cool. <laughs> So it grew from there. You've been 10, yeah. 11 years in an electric We've been, now? I think, 12. 12 years. Yeah. I I, I kind of go on how old my kids are. Yeah. <laughs> my, my eldest son is coming on 11, and I know I breastfed him down there. So, yeah, probably 12 years now. So you started to do this when you were quite young children? I had, well, year one, I think I was probably pregnant and didn't realize it. And then year two, I had, yeah, a baby bow with me, you know, a and few just... months old and you know we the the we as an outfit the whole thing was a bit smaller then so you know you were doing it over a few months um and now it's grown obviously to a year-long thing yeah um i certainly didn't particularly have a clue what i was doing um and sort of colored by numbers and learnt by mistakes mm-hmm. and have worked always through my life with the only thing I really, really trust, which is my gut instinct. And when it comes to music, it's my ear. I just, I like something or I don't like something. Yeah. And, and that's kind of it. it. It comes from a very honest place. Yeah. 
And not to get sidestepped, but it's very encouraging to hear that even though you were pregnant and had quite young children, that you were still super involved in the music industry. It holds a lot of women back. It's something that I've thought about in my future. And I think it's really great to hear that. I hope it's encouraging, you know, but it's not necessarily easy. Yeah. You know, that that is the thing. It's It really isn't easy. And I think if more, if we could all just reach out to each other and swap a few babies around. Yeah. You know, um, we've just confirmed the lovely Joni for, for Body and Soul Festival, who is... Has her just had her second child and yeah. uh, six weeks old. I'm like, yeah, come down if you need to breastfeed. You know, of course, if we can just support each other, it is it is possible. But it's not to say that it's particularly easy. You yeah. know, Avril herself has had a, a, a baby through through the whole thing, um, so it's it's learning how well trying to learn how to balance the whole the whole thing. Yeah, and that kind of that community that idea really encompasses the ethos of body and soul. Has, yeah, yeah. Has that always been? I know you didn't set out to do a festival, but the ethos and the feeling and the creativity and the art and the community aspect of it, it's not just music when it comes to body and soul? No, it's not. Yeah. No. Um, and I'm, you know, much as I would um, dab my high music brow, I am, you know, what I do is, is part of an incredible tapestry. Mm. And if that tapestry wasn't there, the music wouldn't be as interesting yeah uh, or you know the whole thing has to fit together I feel my job it really is to set the kind of musical landscape behind everything else that's going on mm. so you know we spend ages programming in terms of when an act should go on and the vibe of Friday in comparison to Saturday and Sunday and you know you want to get it right people are coming on site on Friday and what would they expect and then going off site Sunday so uh, yeah, the, the ethos is uh, integral to what we do, absolutely. Yeah, and it really comes across. I mean, the first time I ever went down, I think my only other experience of a music festival was Oxygen. And I was kind of like, wow, there's other opportunities and there's other experiences out there that isn't just intense music the whole weekend, absolutely. camping but and then I think home. there's a place for everybody, you know? Absolutely. The, you know, Oxygen did its thing and, and we do our thing and, you know, every, yeah, everybody does their thing, but we... Well, I, and I, I could say we, I'm speaking on behalf of the rest of the company, your festival. Um, yeah, for, for us, it's, it's very important, you know, um, and every, everybody is important on site. Um, and, and, you know, at the end of the day, really, the most important people there are the, the people that are buying a ticket to come down to your festival. Yeah. You know, and, and it's not until they're all gone and, and, you know, they've had a good time that you can really feel relaxed. Of course, the artists, it's very important for me personally that they're welcomed and thanked and, and feel good about what they're doing. And obviously, the stages we put them on, that we have incredible sound engineers with incredible production teams so yeah. everything is really really considered yeah and when did you was it a decision to break away from Electric Picnic or did someone approach you and ask you to set up your own festival how did that happen um well Arvel could probably answer that you know potentially better she's festival director but I think you know when you start doing something and it kind of becomes a bit of a hive mentality that it just there's an energy there and you know you've got something and you've got a great team of people and there's just the, the impetus to, to, to keep going forward although you're not fully sure of the future and you know we haven't sat down and carved it out in stone and with a you know a 10-year plan but you know the 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 energy was right we we had uh, craft learned our trade a little bit at, at Electric Picnic. We we'd really built something, you know, pretty pretty beautiful, and it, it just seemed the right thing to do. That the wings were ready to to move on to something else. So I think it was just 
yep, okay, Arvel sort of went, right, come on, let, let's jump, let's do this. And we did. And what was that transition like from hosting an area at a festival that was established to growing your own from the ground? Well, you see, for me, I'm sitting there going, great, I've just got bigger budgets. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like I'm not dealing with, with all the stuff that the rest of the teams deal with. Um, of course, it's at, on the other end of the spectrum, very scary. But it's funny, we often, I, I know, uh, we often, well, I often get down on site and you're so involved in your Excel sheets and your emails. And then the next thing you see, the, you look out the window and you see these little tents popping up and you're like, oh. <gasps> Oh yeah, there's actually there's people coming. Like yes. there's going to be lots of people here, and you you know it's it's like you you know when you're brainstorming or you're studying for exams, and it's not till you lift your head and you realise, wow, yeah, there's we've actually, done this cool we've thing. We've done this cool thing. Yeah, um, and it is it's it's quite an experience. Um, as I said, Arvel would answer that differently because there's huge financial pressure. There's there's finding the space, finding the space, ensuring that the land is kept. There's you know it's not for the faint-hearted. You know. And how big is your team? Like, what is the team behind Body and Soul? Look like? We're actually very small. You know, when you consider what what's put on at the weekend, we're, we really are quite a small team. Um, there's Arvel Festival Director. We've just gotten in some some new great people, um, and that'll. That, that'll certainly help us out but really that the core team is only about four or five people wow and then of course that grows hugely um as summer draws clo closer um and then obviously on site we have a, a fantastic team of um a lot of volunteers that come back each year or have grown into some role within us um so yeah from you know earlier in the winter to the summer we we certainly grow yeah and what does a day today look like for you for me, uh, I'm sure it changes as you it get does closer change. to the festival. Yeah, it does change. Um, you know, I th again, I think earlier in the year, it's it's just a lot of headphones on and, and listening to stuff, which is obviously my favourite bit. And then around now, you're getting into lots of admin, which is not my favourite. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but has to be done. Um, so yeah, there's no there's no real uh, rhythm to a day because you can be bouncing between stuff. Um, but often you are, you're either chasing acts that you really wanted or responding to acts or um, there's a, yeah, there's a lot of listening and, and a hell of a lot of emails. And I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that look to your job and think it's like the coolest thing ever and that it's so desirable. Is there unexpected aspects to your job? Do you find it stressful? I, I find it really stressful, but st you know, I... <sighs> Stress. I don't know. I don't know if I fully connect with the word stress. Actually, I, although I've just jumped into it, probably anxious. Okay. I think I can get anxious around it, and and also a little bit like the. I, I often get that syndrome of like you're like the child who's been given five quid down to the shop to get those sweets, and you want those sweets, but you can't have them, and it's letting go sometimes of the act you could have got over the line. Um, so there's, there's a little bit of anxiety around stuff and, and wanting to, to, to get it right, really. Um, but who, who says I'm getting it wrong as well? So it's really my own <laughs> marker for things. Um, yeah, I mean, it is a cool job, of course, but you have to remember, I think within any job, there, there are aspects to it that you're, you know, that are perhaps difficult for me, you know, admin, Excel files, particularly when I used to be a designer for so many years yeah. <laughs> using Illustrator. Now I'm on Excel files. It's like, oh my God, I've gone to the dark side. Um, 
But, you know, I think like anything, it can look, everything can look cool from the outside. At the end of the day, of course, you have to deliver it. But I would not suggest somebody to get into this because they thought it was cool. Yeah. I certainly, I have no time to try and be cool. You know, I think I gave up trying to be cool when I was about eight. Um, you have to come from a place of honesty and you have to come from a place of genuine love it feels like a vocation I can't it's this thing I have to get out of me and maybe I maybe I you know I'm a failed artist and this was my expression of, of art I don't know um, but I would say to any you know youngsters out there trying to you know get into music don't get into it because you think it's cool you know I think that's a really wrong way to get into anything get into it because you absolutely love it because it's that driving passion that'll get you through those dark nights and those dark days and those excel files <laughs> and um, do you have a method to finding an act or a method to deciding if someone should go in the lineup or not um, something you're always looking for <laughs> Uh, and I suppose, does that come from you as well, as the, the theme as a whole? Like, do you think, what do our audience want, or do you just, like you said, trust your gut? I tend to, to kind of trust my gut a lot. Yeah. I think, obviously, you know, to say I don't look to the audience would sound that I'm, I'm pushing them aside, and I really don't mean that at all. However, I think you could get very swallowed up in what people might want. Trying to please Trying people. to please people. You can't necessarily please people. So we've always come from a real genuine place of honesty in that, listen, this is what we've trawled, this is what we've listened to, and this is what we think is just fantastic. And if you don't like it, that's really fine. I have this real irritation, and maybe it's because I grew up pre-internet, but you know, oh, I like that, and I like that. You don't have to like everything. It, you know, you can have valid experiences getting really angry at a piece of music or getting kind of upset about it, but as long as it jolts the, the cells within yourself somewhere, I think it's done its job. Um, so everybody we put on there it really is coming from a very honest place. It's we think that you know we're not trying to bet and that they're oh they're going to be the next big thing or whatever. Um, they're just great artists. Um, the, the 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 method probably starts here and ends there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what we do like to try and do is that there is it's considered and um, there's equality on on every level. Um, as, as best we possibly can uh, based within you know the three-day window that you have over an artist's entire touring year um, and that there's um, difference you know we're, we're not just wheeling out all electronic or all anything so that you know there are times when I will step away from an act because on the particular bill it doesn't work yeah. or we've answered that sort of sound or so you, th there is a little bit of kind of Balancing cooking involved in terms of you know you don't want to add more salt you need to add so it is it's very considered in that respect that's really interesting um, and not to take away from the amazing lineup that you've had and that you've had in previous years um, is there any bucket list bookings that you have that you want to speak about probably best not to speak about you know because but because we'll never get them. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, you know, we're we're a small independent festival, um, and we, yeah, we don't play with massive budgets, and the budgets really work within the site. They, they go to to lots and, and to the smaller, more unusual areas, you know. 
Um, but you know, every year I write down Kate Bush, and every year <laughs> I write down Bjork, and every You've year try. you just uh, you know put it out to the universe, and maybe they'll come and just have a drink with us one day. But of course, there's people. You know, one person that certainly stood out for me was Nick Cave. I that was just <gasps> didn't make any financial sense, but he's he's. He's an art, he is just incredible. So to have him and Pill, actually, they were another one. Um, so there's people that you, you know, you'd maybe aspire to, um, but I, I think they may just remain on my pieces of paper, <laughs> but who knows. <laughs> and highlights over the years, this year coming into your eighth year? Yeah, I think so, isn't it? Eight, yeah, yeah, eight years, I'm pretty sure. So uh, what are your highlights? For this year or for over the past eight years? Over the past eight years. Oh gosh, you know, it is like choosing between the children really, isn't yeah. it? Because everything brings its own feeling, its own energy to it. As I, I, I've already mentioned Nick Cave, I think, yeah, him, I, I had to sit by myself and have a little drink of brandy afterwards and kind of and just... Calm down. <laughs> wow, I can't believe that's just happened. Um, that's so cool. Yeah, he was amazing. Pill, I, yeah, they, they were kind of huge for me as well because I've, I've been a, a John Lydon fan since I, I can't remember. There's, there's honestly been so many. Um, and, you know, the, there's this great... Um, it's wonderful also to see some of the, the, the one, like fantastic Irish acts come in and, you know, maybe like year one, they're on a small stage or and, and then, you know, a few years later, they're able to, to, to take a stage. Watching them grow. That's, that's, yeah. really, that's really gorgeous, you know, and, and I... And that you gave them that platform must feel well, quite awesome. Well, I think, you know, just to be a tiny part of their story, because there's there's lots of great festivals that that offer Irish acts platforms, and we're just one of them. Um, but I like to think that we we certainly offer them as good a platform as we can. But just to be a tiny part of that story is great. You know, it's it's very cool. Um, yeah, I'd probably need to, to sit down with all the acts that have ever played and pick out the ones I can't, you know. And sometimes it's even just watching the crowd or watching other people engage and have an incredible time uh, or or you meet them somewhere and they tell you their personal story around what what an act meant to them or who they met or their experiences and and that those things get you through the the excel file days <laughs> how important do you think festivals are in this culture in our small country um i think they are important you know uh, when I came back from England, I will rather perhaps I should go back even further. When I left Ireland, I probably ran out of here screaming. You know, I couldn't. I'm I'm a very open-minded person. I couldn't handle you know the kind of old Ireland small thinking. And and to come back and see all these incredible young people. I mean, I'm not 900, but you know, I'm a little bit older. Um, and, and to see them all, to, to, to create an area for, for gorgeous people of like-minded qualities and thoughts of varying ages from, you know, the little ones, including my own kids, uh, amused looking at the older dudes with fairy wings and glitter on. I think that's really encouraging and I think it's really great and it reminds us all um, of, of how connected we can be and also how... how fucking great we are you know mm -hmm. and and we have moved on from you know old ireland and you know the the, the weight of the catholic church although we're still fighting lots of stuff and you know the beautiful gay community and just yeah 
I, I think it's really encouraging and it, and it reminds us and it does offer a space over a weekend to literally just leave your nine to five at the door and come inside and just, you know, get your glitter and your wings on. Yeah, and I think that's important. If, if that's what you want to do or not, you know. Um, some people come to the festival and, and hang out in the healing area or, you know, that there's, yeah, to, just to offer a, a mini set up a little village for the weekend where you can yeah. be who you want to be and I have to say all the times I've been there I've really felt like I've just taken a complete break from my life and it's been so well, that's great. refreshing yeah so we were talking about the importance of a festival in Ireland in our small country and how important it is to have creativity and the fact that you came back from London that's something we talk about a lot here in district we see a lot of people leaving and, and coming back and coming back now and it's really encouraging to see lovely little places popping up around and festivals that are growing how do you feel about that I think it's amazing and and to be part of a scene <laughs> that is growing and that is so good you know I mean you can access our this year's lineup and we've just released more names today um, on online and really you know one thing that stands out for me is the weight of the Irish influence and how incredible all of these artists are and how ripe they are for taking a stage anywhere and to to be part of yeah perhaps their journey and and I think it's I think it's amazing it's really important and obviously not just the music artists but the the art installations and um, people putting on the you know we've Hombi, we've Maeve, we have Alice, uh, you know, they're all doing incredible work throughout Ireland and uh, being able to, uh, Miles, Miles O'Reilly with Donald Deneen and Arbutus Yarns, you know, these are people that are doing incredible work up and down the country all year, so it's kind of like uh, being able to bring them all together for one weekend. Yeah, showcase. That, that feels very special and it feels very humbling to be part of, if I'm honest with you. Um, so what do the next couple of weeks, months look like for you? Is it, Are you up the walls? Um, a little bit up the walls, you know, we've we've gotten, well I, we, that's that's mean, I've gotten better with my Excel files that I keep <laughs> mentioning. Um, so, you know, we're, we're fairly close to wrapping up the programme for Body and Soul Great. Festival. Um, Is this the kind of time where you look to be wrapping it up? Yeah. Are you quite early this year? Are you a little bit early this year, yeah. On the ball yeah. with those yeah. Excel sheets. Yeah, I know, God. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, and then we're, we have an area at um, Latitude in England, so that'll be underway. I didn't know about that, that's mm. great. Yeah, we do. And obviously we have um, Body and Soul Village at Electric Picnic. Yeah. So from here on, you are crossing T's, dotting I's, ensuring information is carried through correctly, ensuring uh, all the teams have all the various bits and uh, in some respects, I mean, I'm not already, but in some respects, you'd be highlighting stuff for next year. Wow. Sounds nuts. Yeah, yeah it has to be it's, done. It's very unzen. It's not in the moment at all. It's <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> next, um, but no, I mean, we're not quite ready for that yet. Well, I'm not. But um, so yeah, it's it is busy. It is it is busy. The team is very busy. Yeah. And is it weird for you in the sense that other bookers and promoters, when their festival finishes, they get to relax and it's over, but you need to say, okay, Body and Soul is done and now we're looking towards Latitude and we're looking towards Electric Picnic. Is that hard to just keep going when you feel like you should have some time to chill? Um, it can be. 
It can be. You know, I think other bookers are probably, you know, doing other stuff as well. Yeah. I don't think anyone is, is, you know, fully resting on their laurels. Um, I do, later in the summer, I, I need to step out of it and almost not listen to a thing for a few weeks and kind of wash the brain completely mm. and take an in-breath. And that's important and just be fully with the kids. Um, you know, uh, from the beginning of the year, although the full focus is, of course, Body and Soul Festival, you are watching acts that will, you know, come through for, for the other things as well. For the, when I say things, I mean Body and Soul at, at Latitude, well, Solace at Latitude and Picnic. So I just, I'm a terrible person for scribbling things on pieces of paper and post-it notes. So I just need to gather up all my post-it yeah, notes yeah, yeah. <laughs> and get a bit more organized so that there's a lot out there that I'm I know is, is you know that we'll go forward with um so it can yeah it can be a little bit hard you need to just it's around now you you feel naturally that you should be chilling out on a beach somewhere but you have to just grit down and carry on now's your busiest time yeah yeah, yeah kind of grit down for a little while and yeah. do you book differently for body and soul at a latchy picnic compared to the standalone festival? Uh, do we? Yes and no, you know. I think the, you know, Body and Soul at Picnic is us, but on a smaller level. Yeah. Um, pretty much, you know, we, we go for similar kind of music. I suppose it is a bit different. Yeah, I, I guess I guess it probably is. I've never really looked at it in an analytical way or, you know, stood back from it. Um, it's just it, natural to you. It's just yeah. kind of natural, and I do think they speak differently. Um, but I, I know those voices very well, so I maybe I'm able to slip in and out of them. Um, Pat Neary would work with me very closely for, for Picnic. Um, so, yeah, we would spend a lot of time just chatting over the phone, laughing about, you know, what about this and what about that, and, you know, enjoying it, really. Um, so, yeah, they probably are different. That's interesting. Yeah. And I suppose, one last question, sure. where do you want to take Body and Soul? Do you, can you think that far ahead? I know you're moving into Latitude now. Do you want to have sections in a lot of festivals? What's the future hold? Again, you know, there's nothing set in stone. Um, we, I very much like to get things right, you know, and we'd never sit in our laurels with Body and Soul Festival and just assume that that's it now and we can, you know... Um, but again, it would be nice to look at, you know, partnerships perhaps that worked with us and worked with how we kind of do things. Um, but everything would need to be very considered because we are a small team. There's only so many hours in the day and you don't want to compromise. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing. You, you can't compromise yourself. Your, to expand, yeah. Your, your, your core, your team, your people, your time. Um, and 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 your how you like to do things. So it would need to be very carefully done. But I think there's always room to grow a little bit. Um, body and soul is obviously staying, you know, as is. And we still want to, you know, this year, like every year we do Body and Soul Festival. They take, you know, Megan and Avril and all the team take such a, a lot of time in sh looking at what happened on the site. How did it work? How what's the feedback from people? going back the next year to get it right like digging fields right. for drainage and that tree and you know the the work that's within the site is huge so you know we're, we're not growing we don't want to grow the size of the festival certainly not um that's good to hear yeah i know that's people good from last year were some were questioning the size if i'm honest with you i liked fifteen thousand. i think you're happy with that now i personally am i think smaller and you started off with 1500 yeah 
There you go. <laughs> yeah, we d- we've never wanted to be a 25,000, 30,000 capacity festival. We've no interest in that at all. I think it might take away it from It would. That and it, it's not what we want to do yeah. at all, no. Um, and you couldn't do across the site with that size festival. It's just not what we're into. However, for me, even, you know, 8, 9, 10, 12, it's kind of like, oh, I'm still bumping into the same people. <laughs> yeah. That's the best thing about it, though. It is, but, you know, just that little bit bigger means you can kind of just run off and, you know, do your own thing for a little while and come, still come back and meet people and still come back and have that core uh, thing going on. But it's just, it's, it's big enough to get lost in if you want, but small enough to meet people. Um, so Body and Soul, no, that's not growing. That's, that's staying as is and just more work will continue within the site, within the infrastructure, within, you know, the smaller, um, what's the best way, like areas. There's so many fantastic smaller areas. So you know? many. Yeah, and, and they're, the, they're a lot of the joy. You know, yeah. obviously our, our bigger stages are amazing too, but... You know, there's people doing incredible stuff. On, yeah, it's as much about the exploring as absolutely, it is the headline. Absolutely, and, yeah. yeah, which is is really nice, and, mm. and that that will be the continuum going forward. And if we can find other people to do cool stuff with, then I think we're open to it. Sure. Cool. Awesome. That was daily <laughs> look. Thank you so much. What, can you go home now?